0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Filmed in Welsh, The Feast follows a young woman serving privileged guests at a dinner party in a remote house in rural Wales. The assembled guests do not realize they are about to eat their last supper. The film is called *The Feast*, and we're joined today by the director of this terrific and frightening film, and that would be Lee Haven Jones. Lee Haven Jones, welcome to Film School Radio.
1: Thank you very much. Nice to be here.
0: Thank you for being here. Uh, I love these kind of movies for a lot of reasons. Uh, I think the uh, the part of the film that is scary and uh, puts us in a in a different place in terms of our comfort zone, also afford you as a filmmaker the ability to show us things that we might not normally take in as film goers and, and film lovers. And this film does that beautifully. Uh, tell me a little bit about what inspired you and Roger Williams, your, your writer, to embark on this journey.
1: Um, well, I guess uh, it's sort of the, the three P's in a way. Um, one is, one P is passion. And that's a passion for both uh, horror films, we were both massive horror buffs, basically, uh, particularly actually when I was a, a teenager and probably watching films that I shouldn't watch when I was a, a child. <laughs> passion for horror um, and also passion for Wales and for the culture and for the language and for the stories that are here um, that I don't think have been seen on a global stage before. And um, so it was, it was passion about those two things. Uh, The second P, I guess, was pragmatism, and that goes back to the horror genre. You know, it seemed to me that in order to get our little uh, story about whales into the world, um, we could use the horror genre almost as a Trojan horse, I guess, to kind of get it out to that huge audience that exists for horror um, across the world. It, It seems to me that horror is one of those genres that really does sort of transcend cultural difference. And then the third P is a a sense of politics. You know, I was kind of keen to make a statement to the world about uh, contemporary Wales and about our history as as a nation, but also to make a point about about our our state as humanity, and about the the that sort of looming climate crisis that is facing us all at the moment. So yeah, it was it was those things that kind of in, influenced us both to to conceive of this piece and then to um to direct it and to make it into the film that you have just seen.
0: I have not seen very many films that have used the Welsh language all the way through. And I was struck by how distinctive and different it is from what we know as English. Uh, I didn't translate very many words that I heard that sounded familiar to me. Yeah, I had no idea that it was such a distinct language. And thank you for this. This is just <laughs> something, I mean, truly, I had no idea uh, that the language has managed to be so insulated.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite, it's quite a remarkable story. I mean, in itself, you know, uh, I, Welsh was, or a form of Welsh was, throughout Britain before the arrival of the Anglo Saxons, and of course, then the the English language kind of forced Welsh into Wales, and then uh, into Scotland and to Ireland and to Brittany. Um, so that that's the history of it. But yeah, it is a it is a separate language, and it bears no resemblance to English, <laughs> which is which is quite remarkable.
0: It really is. There, there are a couple of things that I want to talk about in terms of the storyline. It is yeah. a folk tale, And is this a is this the basis of this story, a familiar folktale uh, within Wales? Or is it something of a, a hybrid of? It's how a, is
1: yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's a it's it's very much conceived of. It's a contemporary um, fairy tale in a way. It's a contemporary uh, parable. Um, but in terms of uh, the, the storyline and the narrative, I guess it sort of, uh, in the nicest possible way, it cannibalises kind of different story strands from Welsh folklore. I guess the one story that we, we, are, we, we did reference when we wrote the character of Caddy was um, a story that exists within um, a, a sequence of stories called the Mabinogion, which date back to sort of the 1300s. And and one story in particular, which is called It's this is about a a woman made of flowers. um, And she's made in order to uh, overcome a curse that is put on, on a king by his mother. And she says that you will not have a wife from amongst humankind. And what happens is that his mentor, who is a magician, uh gathers all the flowers around the area and and sort of harnesses the, the the power of nature and creates this lovely lady who's incredibly beautiful but of course she has the the sort of indiscriminate forces of nature at work within her. And she's incredibly frustrated that she's be- sort of been um embodied in flesh and blood. And uh, she ends up uh killing her husband, actually. <laughs> um so it was it was the character of Bodewa that sort of, I guess that kind of uh, inspired the character of Caddy, but it's it's not a retelling of that tale in any way. Um, and it and it draws on other sort of aspects. I mean, there's something inherently horrific about the about the folklore and the and the and the legends and the tales of Wales. And um it's funny isn't it because lots of people say that the horror genre is is American maybe. Um but actually um it struck me when we were sort of discussing this film very early on that there's something incredibly horrific about our indigenous culture and the stories that we tell, you know, it's there. It's innately horrific.
0: I want to go back to that. I will I will pick up that thread later on because I think it's important to discuss that in the context of this film, and just the general idea of this folklore uh, and its continuing hold it has over us as human beings. But I want to talk about the sort of the, the the nuts and bolts of the of the story here, which is in the feast, and that is this woman has brought in; she's bringing guests to the home, her home. Her, her husband is a member of parliament. She's a, a woman of some means. They look like they're doing well. And they have two sons who are struggling in various ways, psychologically and otherwise. And they bring in this woman, this young girl, woman, to help take care of the dinner party. If I'm leaving anything out, please let me know.
1: No, no, no. That's good. I, yeah. I, I,
0: absolutely. And we begin to see, and this is Kadi. If I'm seeing that correctly, Cady, she's the woman who, from the beginning of the film, from the first time you see her, you you can't help but wonder what is going on with her. There's something not quite of this world, if you will, when we meet her. Tell me in in your thought, what were your thoughts were putting her character together? How you wanted her to unfold in front of us, if you will?
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> she presents as you've rightly said um as an innocent when we find her she um she's late she has wet hair and she enters into this sort of uh, rather forbidding structure that is sits in the landscape the house is quite remarkable in that it sits in the landscape almost like a bunker as if it's come from outer space and has kind of landed in this natural area yeah she she she's almost like a scared little Animal. I mean, there's a scene in the in the piece very early on where um, she she tries to escape because some dead rabbits are presented by the husband of the house to the wife, and she sort of tries to escape, and and she herself is a bit like one of those rabbits, you know, in the headlights. So constantly, I'm trying to um, portray her as this innocent. But with an edge, I guess one of the films that influenced me in that regard was Under the Skin by Jonathan Glazer, you know, in which uh, sort of an alien is uh, sort of deposited on Earth. And in a sense, Caddy is a bit like that character, you know, she, she, she comes with no history in a way. And that's how we see her, as this sort of blank canvas experiencing this family and this environment, this house for the first time.
0: If you don't mind my interjecting, she feels like a, a, the manifestation, a representation, of our perception of nature in the sense that she is, to our <laughs> eyes, innocent, and that's how I think most humans look at nature as something benign. But when pushed, nature becomes something very different. Can become something very different.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, thanks to the English Romantics, I think we have this sort of rather bucolic, charming view of, of of the pastoral countryside but actually nature is indiscriminate it's brutal it, it doesn't really discriminate and it can be incredibly cruel and so yes so absolutely she is very much she, she's an archetype in a way isn't she? she she's an embodiment of nature in all its uh facets and guises and I think I think gradually that sort of romantic notion is sort of exploded and, and she sort of shows her true colors.
0: I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with Lee Haven Jones. He is the director of this frightening and in and also very entertaining film called The Feast. You mentioned the home, which is its char- it's a character onto itself. And in in some again, I feel like if I am sort of reading too much into these things, please reel me back in. But the idea of forcing her, Cottie, into this artificial place i feel like in some ways is triggering her reaction to all of this
1: yeah absolutely i mean it's a it's a it's a hermetically sealed box and this family rattling around in it and then she is forced into this environment and, and of course her her instinct is to sort of destroy it because it's it's a it's a perversion of what she knows
0: mm-hmm. um so
1: absolutely i mean i love hearing people talk about the film Particularly in in the way that you're talking about it, because you absolutely get it, and there's a lot of symbolism here. It's kind of replete with symbolism. Some people do not read it that way, or can't can't read it that way, you know. So when I speak to somebody like you and you kind of get it, I'm, I, it makes my heart jump for joy. I, I spent a lot of time in in the world of television, which it seems to me is very naturalistic and is very very literal. Um, and this is a, this is almost for me an antidote to what I do in my my job in that it is far more expressive yes it does start naturalistically and yes it the film does feel like almost observational drama at first but then as the family kind of start to question themselves and as the family dynamic sort of um, disintegrates and it, uh, as the family implodes then the piece becomes far more expression, expressionistic and far more theatrical in a way so absolutely you know it was designed like that it, it's not a piece of naturalism it is it is something stranger, more unique,
0: in a way. Culture and nature in this yeah. sort of battle that is being waged. You know, culture doesn't have to be at odds with nature. But we in the West have chosen to make it an adversarial relationship. And we need, obviously, this is part of the parable of what you're, what I believe the feast is about. I'm going to go back quickly to folkloric tales. I think when these were created th- this was the best way to understand the world around them that the forces of nature were in a scientific sense beyond their realm of understanding but they knew it was something powerful and intricate to their lives and folk tales help explain it in the same way the bible helps us explain whatever it is that it and i just i love them now i become becoming such a fan of folk tales that because i think we're going we have to go back to that,
1: in yeah, in a sense. We don't have yeah. to
0: abandon our sci- scientific mindset, but we need to go back to them.
1: I think so. I, th- I think it's in the simplicity of it that's what really yeah. appealed yeah. to me about this sort of storytelling. Uh, and yet, w- within the simplicity, there's a complexity, right? And I, and I, and I love that. And it does put an order on the universe. And it, it uh, that's what that's what folk tales are about. You know, they're they're usually warnings, aren't they? This is a contemporary. Um, morality tale that is about the importance of being true to yourself and your people and uh, gives a stark warning against the consequences of greed and avarice I mean very simply that's what this tale is
0: well I think you've picked a wonderful vehicle horror to be able to tell your tale thank you so very much for this film The Feast we've been talking with Lee Haven Jones the director of The Feast Lee Haven Jones thank you so very much
1: thank you very much Mike thank you